Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. That's right, it's three this week because I'm joined by uh, one of the uh, superstars of MMA. The guy's, he's, he's, he's won his last, I don't know, what's your record now? Uh, 14 and 1. 14 and 1, winner of the Ultimate Fighter, Elias Theodoro. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor. Guys, it's time to talk to you about the boatload of money you can make this week at mybookie.ag. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect time to get in the action. March Madness is here. Lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting with mybookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of the run around when you ask for a payout? I know I am. Well, come join mybookie today. I'd only recommend the service that's been good to me and the listeners. I'm telling you, you win, they pay. Fast, without any hassles. So join today at uh, mybookie and, you match, and they'll match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. That's right. If you uh, spend $100, you get an extra 50 bucks. So use the promo code MMA50 and activate the offer today. MMA50, visit them or call 1-844-900-BETS. Play, win, and get paid. Also, I want to thank Blue Apron. Blue Apron uh, is amazing. Uh, You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. Uh, You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. That's uh, just go to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. Blueapron.com slash MMA roast. So I'm here with Elias. Uh, I just happen to be in Calgary doing comedy, and you hit me up and you're like, hey, I'm in town. What were you doing in town? Uh, I'm a case site commentary for uh, Hard Knocks Championship. Uh, they had an event, HK54. Right. So do you like, you like to be doing a case site commentary? Yeah, I do. Um, it, it's obviously a different role, but. Uh, there, there's interesting aspects in the back end that you have to do with a, a live show. They're one of the few actual MMA events that do a live show and actually broadcast it both in uh, Canada and the States and many other different outlets. And this is pros? Yep, pros and amateur. They actually uh, mix them in between. Uh, the really cool thing is you get to see a lot of the diamonds in the rough grow from you know uh, their debut as an amateur to eventually pro. Do the amateurs wear shin guards or no? No, no. It's uh, it's essentially uh, there's um, there's difference uh, in regards to the amateur aspects. There's regular amateur and then there's advanced amateur. Where advanced you can uh, hit people in the head uh, on the ground rather because uh, the um, the the other kind of amateurs are more or less like a sports jujitsu where it's like striking, standing up, and more submissions on the ground. Right. But um, it's really cool that Hard Knocks is taking a uh, kind of made themselves a forefront in regards to amateur MMA and you get to see these stars and obviously they throw a little bit more caution to the wind so it's a lot of knockouts in the amateurs. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, do you feel they need to be funny at all or like entertaining or just do you just call like you see it? Um, a little bit of column A, column B. I'm still me um, in, the, in many different ways. A couple of jokes here and there but uh, I, I think uh, the, the kind of flavor that I add is understanding on being on the other side of um the cage, obviously, uh, I get to kind of talk about the, the the body language that I see, the 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 kind of aggressive dance that's kind of playing out in front of me, and uh, I just give my two cents. Nice. Now, by the way, we're actually watching on Fight Pass the Alan Juban Gunnar Nelson fight. So, uh, if you actually hear us uh, commenting on that, yes, uh, that's what we're watching. Uh, it's uh, it's Saturday afternoon in. Uh, in Calgary, the shows have been fun. I like I love Canadians. Yep. Um, it was actually last night some eighty year old came up to me after my show because I was asking who had tattoos and doing jokes about it, and she's like, "Just so you know, I have lips on, on my ass." And I was like, "Thank you for, for letting me know." Uh, another guy came up to me and gave me. He's like, "Hey man, you want to smoke pot after the show?" Which I, it's like kind of a catch twenty two because I like smoking weed, but then 
you don't know who you're smoking with. 100%. And then also the owner has to drive me to the condo. And then I don't want to be stoned while the owner, you know, and say something really dumb. And then also sometimes I get high and then people feel the need to tell me who they find funny or yep. their opinions on Amy Schumer or, or, or <laughs> what jokes they like. Yeah. They, and then I, I just don't like to be... Yep. So, but the guy gave me a joint to go, which, oh, which was that's, nice. That's there you go. That's polite. That's, that's the best nice. case scenario. That's exactly it. Because then I don't, I don't have to like. I have nothing wrong with the guy. I just don't know him. Yes. You know? And, and, I, and if, when you don't know people, I always feel like I'm on guard because you never know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. I'm sure uh, as a fighter, when people take a picture with you and always like make a fist. Yep. Do you ever wonder if they're going to take a swing at you? Or <laughs> no, uh, it's more when they like you know put me in a headlock or they try and get get me in a headlock. But uh, for the most part, I. Uh, I, I think both of us, in many ways, uh, in our respective uh, professions, uh, kind of uh, get people that reflect us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think, especially, I would imagine someone that's going to see your show specifically likes you. you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, like, right. um, And then, uh, same thing. Uh, but <laughs> I've had some really interesting questions or really interesting ultimatums and situations. Now, you being like a, a male model slash fighter, do you get guys that come up to you and like, hey, will you sleep with my wife in front of me or my girlfriend? They can neither confirm or deny that's really? happened. Yeah, definitely. Of course, there's been weird situations like that. And have you done it or no? No, no, no. Yeah, you don't want to be around. No, guy. no, yeah, no. Because yeah. then, I, who? What? What if that swing really comes? Yeah, right. And then you're naked. You're about to nut, <laughs> exactly. and the guy all of a sudden wants. To, yeah, it's just a bad, bad yeah. way. Yeah. But either way, I, well, I have a girlfriend now. So, um, but the, but I'm talking about more back in the day. Uh, weird situations have happened many, many times, uh, especially because like. In mixed martial arts uh, or anything aggressive uh, in sports, uh, they're they're projecting certain things onto me um, in many ways, right? Like so, um, whether it's <laughs> uh, the, in the direction of that, or you know, bro, I know I could, no one can ever knock me out, man. Uh, I have you don't understand. I got the heart. No one uh, like you don't understand. God. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they tell you about their friend who, yeah. who would beat anybody up yeah. in the world. Undefeated on the streets or yeah. undefeated, uh, I don't know, some kind of cage, not cage, uh, but rather like underground fight team. I had a guy hit me up the other day. He's like, hey, man, I, w- I, w- I really uh, respect you a lot. I love your comedy. I want to get into comedy. I haven't done it, but I know I'm really talented. Uh, w- what should I do? Like, like what? Like, how, I haven't done it, but I know I'm really talented. I've never rolled before, but I know I'd be a black belt, I, and I know I, I would dominate everybody, and I would be an Abu Dhabi champion. Like, yeah. what? What is that? <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, it's it's because again, when they see someone like ourselves, um, whether it's in a cage or on, on, up up on stage um, performing. Uh, in many ways, they see a finished product. Right. So they don't see the hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours that go into it. It's just we see someone on TV. I, fuck, he looks like me. I could do that. <laughs> right, right. A lot of times also, uh, like it's like when you have a girlfriend, you know that you could have gotten any one of these girls. Understood. Like, any girl that ever smiles at you or is yep. polite to you, you could have gotten them. You, you only remember the times that you've actually succeeded with yes. these girls. You never remember the other 99% yep. where you screwed it up or you go home with your hand yes or the girl's a tease or maybe yes, she's just yes, being nice yes. or maybe she just has a boyfriend or yep. I, I can't tell one of the worst ex- uh, experiences was I had these two sisters that wanted to hook up in uh, I think it was like Oklahoma City or something nice and I was like okay uh, follow me and then the other comedian this feature who actually he was the headliner when I was coming up and then we like three years later we swapped he was opening for me so he resented me yeah. so I'm like hey man oh, I want to take these girls back to the to the condo he's like no man there's a rule no girls in the condo which what? every like comedy club says but no one ever follows it yeah. I'm like come on man he's like no man I have a laptop <laughs> 
Uh, I don't want him to steal my laptop. I go, first of all, I've seen your jokes. No one's taking these uh-huh. jokes. You know? <laughs> just right away, just kick. So, <laughs> kick like, give me a break. Like, you'd be lucky if anyone even wanted to have these for free. But, but then, then I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, I get these girls. I'm like, hey, follow me. We'll find a hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I don't know where I'm going. I'm driving. I'm looking back. I get caught in traffic. They're gone. My phone's dead. Uh, <laughs> The whole night was ruined. I, I was kicking myself. For, and it was one of those things. These two girls were like, yeah, our boyfriends just cheated on us both. And we, we want revenge at them with a comedian from out of town. It couldn't have been more perfect. Yep. And I screwed that up. So if I could screw that up, I'm sure I could screw up plenty of other things. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, your last fight. Yep. Great fight. Uh, close fight. Yep. Um, were you nervous going into the third that it was going to be you needed to finish or uh, to win by a big margin? Either way, I like I like the longer a fight kind of goes because um, I don't have uh, any real set background as a mixed martial artist. I've started about six, seven years or seven, eight years ago now at this point, um, and I'm fighting guys like Caesar, who's been doing jujitsu since he was ten. Um, Tiago Santos, who's um, been uh, kickboxing since he was twelve, um, and then uh, Sam Alvey, who has like forty-five fights on him. <laughs> Um, so in many ways I'm kind of hitting the ground running so I love the mat time because I get to learn I get to grow and that's the, the most important part game date right because it doesn't matter how many uh, times you won or tap someone in the gym uh, but you that's also like to win though I mean, yes that's, 100%, yeah, yeah. 100% no that's not the point I was trying to get at but the idea that um, I I'm just having fun in there. And obviously I wanted to win. I think I should have done more of what I did in the second and the third, especially because he was backpedaling. Um, funny story. Uh, he broke his hand uh, in the fight. I don't, that's not the funny story. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, sucks to be him. No. Um, the, the more important thing being um, he actually uh, didn't, like I did some antics. I was killing him with kindness the whole time because uh, some people, some fighters, they need to be, you know, angry. They need to be, they need to p- pump themselves up. Um, but Basically, uh, I was killing him with kindness, and then at the end of it, I ended up giving him a cake because it was his birthday. Did not like that. Really? I gave him a birthday cake. You gave him a cake before the fight or after no, the fight? No, uh, what's it called? Um, during weigh-ins. Oh, my I God. Said, uh, to the birthday boy, health, happiness, but sorry for the L. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so he got mad, and he basically went to a mutual friend. He was like, man, what's wrong with your bro? I'm going <laughs> to break his face. And the irony being that he actually broke his hand. hand off my your, face. That your, hand, your, actual, yeah. your face broke his hand. Instead of... His face, hand breaking my face. My face broke his hand. So we're watching right now, Allen versus Gunner. Gunner, man, the guy looks. He makes Musashi look excited. Yes, yes I mean, he does. He, I have. He he has permanent resting bitch face. Yes, he's uh, a Kermit face uh, two point Have you ever fought a guy with who just you can't read their expression? Not really. I well, I haven't really noticed it. That's the thing. Like, like again, other people look different directions, but I usually look at the chest, right? So it's less looking at the eyes, but. Um, it's become like a meme, right? With him, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Gunner. Uh, one of the favorite ones where it's like angry, sad, whatever. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. Now, now, Alan is also a model. Uh, do you guys get competitive at all? Is there like a Zoolander thing huh. where you and him are going to have some type of uh, runway off or yes. something? Well, why divide when we can conquer and look great doing it? <laughs> um, no, and we're different weight class anyway, so right. there's no real situation. And I'm team long hair. He's short hair. Right, he's slick as fuck. Right. Now, are you really sponsored by Perel? Yeah. Uh, no, not Perel. Uh, uh, Pert Plus. Pert Plus. Yes. Uh, it's actually called Pert now. Um, they, I'm part of the rebranding. Um, I'm actually the... I got the American account first, and I'm in the process of getting both Canada and Australia. So I'll actually be their world ambassador. Wow. Yep. That must be really good money. I can make more money being a hair model than punching people in the face. Wow. That's amazing. Good for you, man. You, I, well, you, you, you deserve it. So I uh, appreciate it, brother. Uh, 
It's a, a lot of work. Uh, there's a lot of cool things I'm. I'm a kind lot of, of work. What do you have to wash your hair? Yeah, <laughs> rinse and repeat, bro. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> no, actually, with uh, Per Plus being the original two-in-one, I actually get both conditioning and. Oh, what do you mean a lot shampoo. of work? That is such. Bull- what kind of work? Do no, you no, have? What no, kind no. of work? I meant the lo- work and the idea of the conversations with uh, the uh, just getting the, the, the job. agency. Uh, right. What's it called? Having the you know having to go through a different like not only the marketing team because it uh, Pert. Uh, branches out for um, another marketing team who was the one I originally had a conversation with and then from there um, Pert Plus Pert was on board uh, and then now it looks like we're going to get uh, the whole rest of the world I'm conquering wow so um, now are you doing billboards are you, you going to get is it, like, the way, so we did the the first uh, activation essentially um, of our uh, endorsement and t- work together um, and it's just a, it's a progress. It, it's going to be a long lasting thing, and we're just going to start adding more and more uh, content. Whether it's like billboards, whether it's um, commercials. Um, I have a TV show in the works, so there might be different opportunities in regards to that as well. Good so, for you, man. Um, yeah, so that's where like kind of the hard work is. Uh, I'm not just uh, punching and kicking people <laughs> in the head. I'm thinking of uh, different plans and uh, well, different good. projects. It's crazy. Why watching Alan right now? Like- yep. I uh, I moved to California ten years ago, mm-hmm. and they, there was a gym opened up across the street for me called Legends yep. about eight years ago. So I go across the street, and there's like four people in there. One of them being Alan, mm-hmm. right? So he's so he's like, "Hey man, uh, you want to wrestle?" So I'm like, "All right." And he never wrestled before. Mm-hmm. Like so, we're going. It's, it, like, it's a basically outside. There's a little octagon outside. It's a, almost going into the sidewalk. You have to walk around it. And I'm wrestling with him, and he 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 was he had no technique. He didn't know yep. anything. And, and now to see him. Uh, co-headlining an event is just shows you how how great he is and how much of a, an athlete and how how cool that is you know to, yeah. I mean the other like cuz like, I couldn't like beat LeBron James one on one 5 years ago and then all of a sudden he's LeBron James like yep. but uh but it, everyone's saying I hope it doesn't go to the ground hope it doesn't go to the ground Allen is really good on the the ground I think he might either be a black belt or a brown belt in 10th planet now, right now, he's in an arm triangle. So as I'm saying this, I hope he doesn't get subbed. But he has a very underrated ground game, uh, this Alan Juban guy. Well, even to his credit, obviously, he's in the disadvantaged position at this moment. But he's he's is keeping strong in regards to his actual frames. Um, he's trying to get space with Gunner, and that's no easy feat. Um, so what would you do? So right now, Alan is on his back. Gunner has him in full mount. Uh, or actually, mm-hmm. is it half guard? Or, or he has... Well, it's, it's kind of a mixture of both. He's, he's almost doing like a... Um, not, uh, no, it's not quite dope mount. It's on the opposite side. It's on top. Now, yeah, he's just basically shoving his way to mount. So what would you do if you were Alan? At this point, chaos is your best bet. You want to get uh, space. I would just start trying to buck and try to get uh, my elbows in and kind of go through the back underneath there. Or eventually, he's getting away from the cage. I would want to bring myself to the cage. Uh, just like with my last opponent, Caesar, I literally stood up. And walked over to the cage. I actually was cognitive enough to walk all the way over to my corner. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, now, so Alan knows he, he lost round one. He's got to know that. Uh, how, how many times in your 13 fights, right? 12 and 1? Uh, thir- uh, 14 and 1. 14 and 1. In your 50 fights, how many times have you lost round one? I've uh, only lost uh, uh, two round ones and one round three. So is there is there panic mode as you go afterwards? No, I, I'm a, I think I'm a little bit of a slow starter. Um, I think the longer it goes, like I, I would love nothing more than to have 10, 
minute first rounds and then uh what's i'm all about cardio like i can go on for days i'm probably the only 215 pound marathon runner like you run uh, marathons i have run marathons i do it on my own all the time really it's my form of meditation so you could just do 26 miles uh what's called i kind of cut it down to about like 30 kilometers which is just short of uh uh, i think like 18 17 on like on the regular without like how how often do you run 18 miles um well I'll, i'll easily do um i do probably about 10 kilometers a day which um, would end up being just, I think it's like seven, six, uh, miles a day. Um, just, just for fun. Wow. Um, and that's for my form of meditation. Um, especially now because I'm just coming off a fight. I, I'm kind of take, when I say just coming off a fight, my girlfriend would be the first person to say, uh, you fought a month ago. Stop <laughs> drinking. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, the point being, oh, nice. They're going Back at and it forth. now. Yeah, they are. See, this is the. This is kind of Alan's best opportunity. Space, um, being aware of the track line against the cage, and start moving. Uh, I think he needs to create a lot of chaos because as soon as uh, Gunny gets a hold of your hips, uh, that's where the the real danger is. Everything, whether it's a punch. Oh, oh nice. Oh, wow. shit. It's over. It's over. Alan just got really hurt. Uh, Alan is not – He he. It, it's over. Although – I feel, okay, it's over. Wow. Fuck. That was a – Fuck. Okay. Nelson with a powerful. I think that was a lefty. He's a right. He's a lefty, right? That was, that was a, a powerful right hand. Just stunned. Isn't them. he a lefty? I think he was a. He's a lefty. So I think he oh, hit him yeah. with a left, and that's what was. Fuck, man. Like another McGregor type deal, right? Yeah. Damn. Like that was rough. That was hard to watch. Did not expect that either. No, I don't think Allen did either. Uh, and uh, damn. Fuck. Yeah. But hey, look. You know, Allen wasn't ranked. Gunner is what ranked in the top, top ten. five almost. Isn't he almost like five seven? So you lose to a guy in seven, you're not ranked. You, yep. Your stock doesn't really drop that much. No, no, definitely not. Especially it's it's a pretty exciting fight. Yep. No, um, in mixed martial arts, that's the kind of the the positives of what it is. It's you you lose one in boxing and you're irrelevant. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You lose one in boxing. You could be thirty and zero. Yeah. Thirty and one. Yeah. You're off the main card. You're on the. Yeah, no, he's not a left. He's not a lefty. I was wrong. Yeah, it was the right. Oh fuck! Damn. Yeah. Uh, the ref should have stopped it right there. There was no fucking need to even get the submission. Although Allen does come back, that's the thing yeah, about yeah, yeah. Allen. So lately, let's talk about you for a sec. You've been calling people out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you called out Rashad Evans, right? Yeah, very politely and in, in very Canadian fashion. What did you say? Um, I, I, I basically. I thought it'd be an honor to fight him in general. Um, unfortunately, he lost to uh, Brett Favre's older brother, um, Dan Kelly, who yes. I have nothing but respect for. Uh, you have so to. You got to respect I, I, Yes, I, I kind of I want to fight a, a legend in the sport, which Rashad Evans is. He's a he's a ultimate fighter winner. He's a former champion, and I'd be the I'd love to be the person that put him into retirement. But do you think that that's sort of calling somebody out late? Like I understand that. That's why I would like I would happily fight Dan Kelly, who won. He's on a four fight win streak. Um, he's a he's underestimated and underrated I think because he is 105 yeah but um, but still he's on a four fight win streak and that's a hard feat in the middleweight division uh, going on from there there are a bunch of people I would love to fight but it's also the case of who is um, who is kind of uh, you know not injured or not already booked there's been a couple of people I would love to fight uh, uh, Christoph Jocko who's like 14th I think or 12th or something like yeah. that but uh, I think he's fighting Taslatus who's a monster yeah, yeah he's a big beast but again it's that, the weird situation where everyone's kind of all booked around that area so I, I, I'm, I think I'm 
just as shy of the the top 15 so i'm down to fight anywhere around there and then also leading into it too I think you and Kelly would be a great fight. Yeah. Uh, that would just be awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be pulling for him because it's like the old man versus like yeah, you want grandpa you know, to the, win. the fucking the Greek god. <laughs> At the same time, you know, uh, I think it's a great fight for you. You just have to Although he he did show me a lot. I was at cage fight. I thought people I thought Rashad was going to run through him. I thought it's speed, but Kelly has some chin on him. Yep. Uh and he's I don't know how he does it. Never underestimate a guy that has to put food on the table for his kids. He's and grandkids and great grandkids. Just a lot of mouths to yeah, feed. Yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He was at the Last Supper. He yeah, was actually, exactly. he was on table. He was the third guy down. Uh, now, okay, so there. And then, then on Twitter yesterday, you said that Kelvin Gastelum is not a legend. What was that? <laughs> no, I just, it, well... To 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 be honest, uh, part of it is I do um, I do create content for um, champions, um, and that was a, more or less a, a con- uh, in part of uh, a caption that I put in in one of their articles. But uh, I, I he's a legend beater, but he's no way a legend. If anything, I joked around. Yeah, if anything, yeah. he's a legend at missing weight. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Well, but he's 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 on his way though. No one can no yeah. one can take away any of the momentum that he has. No one can take away what he's accomplished, uh, and he looks amazing at middleweight. Not taking anything with him. He's not a legend. You can't just throw like right, of course, he's not right. a legend. I, I get it. I, same thing happened with with comics. People are like Nikki Glazer's a legend. Like they, yeah. you know these Brody Steve. I mean these guys are good. Or Crystal Lee is a legend. Yep. I'm like okay, Crystal Lee is a good comic. Uh, but he's there's guy you know you know to me Jerry Seinfeld's a legend yep. Dangerfield's a legend mm-hmm. and yeah you, you have to be careful who you uh, by the way there's a picture of Claudia in the crowd Claudia is fucking hot I'm not gonna disagree uh, uh, Francis another guy and, oh, I thought and you were gonna say he was hot too oh, yeah, yeah, he's also <laughs> very very hot now um now okay so also you have a girlfriend now what what is this <laughs> yeah, yeah no I've we've been dating we've been dating uh, for the better part of a couple of years now um, we've been uh, it, it, you know it's difficult because the amount of Traveling, I, I, I do, but uh, and you, you're seeing someone as well, right? So you know the I'm idea. I'm engaged. Oh man, get married in June. Fucking yeah, a, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank Fucking you. Fucking a. Yeah, yeah, I think I actually saw a post of that. Yeah, no of problem, it, no problem. Yes, yes. They, they were gonna hire you as the as a stripper for the bachelorette oh, party. Oh, uh, so I, I would have. Okay, I, I said absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, no. Who's this girl? The bachelor party. Yeah, my bachelor party. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, now, who who is this girl? Uh, yeah, well, Michaela Altamira. She's. Uh, She's amazing a model girl. or actress? Uh, or? No, no. She's um, she actually works at uh, Forever Twenty One. She does floor plans specifically. Um, she the really cool thing with her job, uh, she gets to instead of like head office telling, uh, she works in um, not necessarily retail, but she works in retail, but not on the the retail side. Right. Um, she essentially um, puts together the the floor plans and the actual um, layouts of every uh, her store or whatever. And the difference between that is um, with most head office gives you a a plan she gets to be creative nice um she also works as a at a uh, what's it called a club she does bottle service okay she, all right now yeah. all right, now i'm getting a better picture now now <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> all right she's beautiful service. if that's what you're yes, asking okay. she's beautiful yes, both inside okay. and out right now now i mean there's been now you guys have been seeing each other for a while but there's been a lot of women that have allegedly you you've you've been with i mean thousands of women and you know <laughs> thousands tens of thousands of women <laughs> literally now, all of yeah, connecticut yeah, yeah cuz i mean i mean every girl in saskatchewan that <laughs> yes. every, every those girl, were those were a couple of years ago yes every girl in calgary you have you, i mean every every province you've pretty much taken a now how has she been able to deal with that um, you know what? Uh, I think I, for the first time in my life, I found someone that I think is a, a, a 
partner. I, right. I really respect her as a person. She's smart. She's funny. Um, she is hot as hell. Nice. Um, and uh, we really get along. Like uh, she gets me for the big man child I am. Right. Um, and uh, obviously, there's, um, you know, there's obviously. You know, the, what I'm trying to say is the, the amount I travel, the amount I run around, it is difficult. But we've been really good at just communication and just getting better at it. But you get girls right now that, like, always DM you naked pictures or on Facebook or dudes Instagram. Too. So, like, why, dudes, why, why limit now, yourself to 50%? Is she possessive? Is she, like, who the fuck no, is she's, this? Or is she just... She's very, she's very cool. Uh, in many ways, the, the, the thing that we had to deal with early on was just communication. And that's always a challenge. And we're kind of just working on it. Um uh, again, I, uh, I, I, I'm just really pumped, for lack of a better word, um, nice. that I get to have someone that, in my life that I truly care about. Good, I've, you're growing up. I'm, I'm still a grown ass man child, and That's she will good. be the first to tell you that. But nice. uh, I like you. No, I'm really, I'm really happy in my relationship. Are you still hanging out with that 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 maniac guy that you came to my show with? He's like, yeah. But I, I'm like, what do you do for a living? He's like, I'm on Instagram. I thought he was lying. He's got 10 billion Instagram <laughs> followers. Every one of them is hip of his eight pack or reading yep. a book or with some, his eight pack. Or, yeah, or some weird shot where with a dog like journaling with a dog and a baby. <laughs> Who is that guy? Engage. Uh, 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 what's it called? Statistically speaking, what's anything with a dog and anything with abs. Uh, Nick Bateman. Oh, that guy. Anyone, anyone who, anyone on the internet, pretty much knows. Who he he's is. the worst. I, I'm never he's taking a picture he's with a him sweetheart. again. Seems like a nice guy, but he's like he's like a guy that you can never hang out with. Sure uh, because, because he will. You can. <laughs> any any other guy, he will steal your girl, uh, or or even if he doesn't, your girl will yell her, his name in bed exactly, while you're exactly. having sex with him. Yeah, your dad would even yell his yeah, name. Yeah, that's not dude. your dad specifically. But that dude is ridiculous. Nice no, guy, like, but no, he's a sweetheart. Uh, but I understand. Um, I, I again, uh, it's so funny because like. Um, I have I people know who I am, and it's funny when I go out with them, where like they're just the demographics difference. So like all these hot like girls will just be like, "Can I take a picture with you? Can I take a picture?" Yeah, and then just a dude be like, "Yo, man, saw your last fight, pretty good." <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, thanks. yeah, dude, you're like the ugly chick, and that's in that relationship. Good, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm totally I, fine with it. I, hopefully, he has like a Brad Pitt or someone that makes him the ugly. Yeah, exactly, dude. but it, it's I don't think no matter who he st- stands next to, he would ever that, that, be the ugly one. It's like they say comedians are rock stars until real rock stars show up. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of what it is, you know. Uh, there used to be a club called Dublin's. So it was like the hottest club in like. The 90s and 2000s for comedy. It's where Dane Cook before he was Dane Cook yeah, at yeah. that start. Yep. And everyone was like, man, like no matter where you were, you almost wanted to go late in the lineup because the, like if you killed at three, every chick wanted to fuck you until the number four guy went on. And then the number five. So if you went on second, you were forgotten about it by the time the eighth comic went up. Makes so, sense. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, um, by the way, what do you think of Vitor Belfort calling out CM Punk? Yeah. Um, and well, you know, wins at this point. <laughs> like, like, honest, honest question. Like, well, you know what uh, Vitor has? He has about thirty to forty seconds yeah. of just oomph. Yeah, just gas pedal all the way down, and then uh, the fifty-year-old surfer uh, lays on his back and goes out. <laughs> right now, do you think he beats CM Punk at this point? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, he beats- yes. <laughs> I don't know if I honestly believe that. I understand. That. I understand. Um, and um, I think he will be. I think. I think CM Punk. I think Vitor wins, but could just size wise. I think you got to look at size wise. But so um, the same Vitor Belfort from five years ago. That wouldn't even like. It well, yeah. Be, no one was better than TRT Tour. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't get out thirty seconds, but now CM Punk might get out around. 
make it out of the first round. I mean, I don't think it would happen, but I, it, the, Stranger Things, I mean... Why don't we let Vito... I think he has like one more fight left on his contract. Let's just cancel that. Let him go to Ryzen and just get him all the Mexican supplements we can. Yeah, no. And we just get him fighting Krokop or Vanderlei. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, even Krokop and Ryzen who beat... Um, who beat uh, King Mo was not the same crow cop that we saw in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing called drug testing. Ah, uh, man. How, how often do you get drug tested? Um, so I get, I, I can't remember how many times. I think I've gotten tested about six times, five, six times, um, like uh, randomly. Um, there's been some funny situations where like, because uh, I travel so much. Like I did one of my camps with Chris Weidman out in New York. And uh, I, I don't know how they, like, got to my door because there was like basically a downstairs and you had to like either if we locked it then you can't get up to where my uh my apartment was either way i'm almost certain he climbed up the fire exit no way yeah um and got in wow and then just smashing on the door at like five o'clock in the morning wow. and ironically enough i was actually wearing a free nick diaz t-shirt oh really i took a fist perfect <laughs> yes well i think ellenberger said he pulled a, pulled a, a gun on the guy well like, that's he, excessive uh, but uh, <laughs> i guess you guys you can you americans really are about your second amendment rights <laughs> yeah and then, uh, then angela magana said she was in puerto rico when they showed up but it was the area was like too uh, they like wouldn't go in the area, but uh, first of all, Magana needs to get other tests as well besides a drug <laughs> test. But yeah, I, I I follow her. By the way, so right now, um, uh, Corey Anderson is walking out. Uh, he is fighting uh, Jimmy Manawa. Nice. Uh, weird. Uh, that it's a weird main event, Corey Anderson. Uh, understood. Especially for the well, no. Um, Corey himself or Manawa? Corey being in a main event is yeah. like a, a strange guy to pick. I like I feel like only hardcore fans know Corey Anderson, and even them, it's like almost hardcore amongst the hardcore. Yep. Yeah, like I, he he won the Ultimate Fighter. He's good, mm -hmm. but he's like as far as like why wouldn't they put Brad Pickett his going away fight as the main event? Well, size. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. uh, no one watches for the most part under a certain weight class. Yeah. Um, for better or worse, but uh, I think uh, a part of it also is uh, he's. It's not really him; it's more his opponent so, who is from London. So I think it's it's the London main event right, right, right. with whoever they paired him up with, um, and then I, I, you know, they obviously the UFC doesn't. Uh, they don't have much control over how uh, the results go, but one would assume Manoa is the one that they want. Yeah, of course. Now, what do you think of MVP? He, legit, legit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you think uh, he hasn't fought anybody really that good yet, or to his level? Yep. I mean, they're obviously all good. They're in Bellator, but not to his level. Yep. How do you think he'll do when he comes across a a guy like you, a, a grinder? Uh, well, the, again, that that's whether you win or lose, you got to um, evolve. Uh, mixed martial arts is that, and I think what happens when you have someone that's so good at their one sell set, uh, the real issue is their ego. Uh, whether someone wants to be a beginner again, I, I know many people uh, that are, you know a, a solid kickboxer, but they get tapped out on the ground uh, during training, and they don't want to feel uh, uncomfortable again. They almost feel like being a beginner is is a bad thing, like a Joe I, Schilling kind of a thing. Where Joe Schilling or you know, I, him, he's he's such an elite. I, I would more a Thatchett. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, what's it called? That's why, he, like, he uh, and all the underto undertone slash rumors that I always heard he is cut. that he doesn't. Well, he got cut. No, yeah. that he doesn't like. He he already got cut. He but just that he doesn't like training jujitsu. Like, 
uh, during mixed martial arts. If that's the case, then go kickbox. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I, I think there's are people that, uh, and that's I think, not always to bring it back to me, but I think that's where like people like myself, uh, you know, or Roy McDonald being an example who uh, kind of started off as a blank uh, canvas and then added mixed martial arts in its entirety. I'm kind of a jack of all trades and I'm slowly trying to become master at some of them. Now, what would you do if you fought a guy like MVP? Um, you'd have to, basically you would have to cut him off in regards to, you know, all the way in, all the way out. Um, I would obviously want to put him against the, the cage because he's shown, uh, that that's where, and not even showing, just you would assume that's where his weakest point would be. Um, and you would just kind of flood him with options. Uh, again, with wrestling, it's never the sh- first shot. It's the second, it's the reshoot, it's the reshoot. And I'm constantly just trying to get a piece of him and toss him, get a piece of him and toss him. Yeah, I, I can't wait till he, he fights a guy. Speaking of uh, uh, Canadian fighters, we, I got to get your take on GSP Bisbing uh, because, man, I can't wait for that fight. Uh, even though I don't think that that fight should even happen. I mean, <laughs> what's the point of having rankings if you're not going to follow them? What's the point of having even rankings? Not, not only are they not following the rankings, they're putting a guy in who took four years off and then putting them at like the weight class above them. It just makes no sense. It, it, it makes no sense, but it makes all the sense in the sense, <laughs> let's not say sense again, but um, in the idea that this is no longer, or what one could argue if it ever was a sport, but it's more or less sport entertainment. And with WME, for better or worse, the purpose is to sell tickets. The purpose is to sell pay-per-views. They have like $100 million on interest a year on those loans. So they got to be paying that somehow. And um, something like this, especially with, you know, a loss of Ronda Rousey. Um, uh, Mar- um, what's his name? Um, uh, Brock Lesnar disappearing. Uh, you know, a couple of these legends maybe not necessarily being, you know, Father time, you can't be father time. So people are coming and going, and that's the way the sport goes. Um, people will fade, and who knows what the fuck uh, Conor McGregor is doing. <laughs> yeah, but don't you feel like they're gonna lose the hardcore fan base uh, if they keep doing this? I mean, maybe the maybe the hardcore is like, fuck it, I just want to see. They don't care, but it just seems like okay, we now have a legitimate sport. Like it's a legitimate sport in essence. Like it's it's no longer banned in New York. It's no longer yep. you know. Like how it was in the beginning, and sometimes those were awesome when there was headbutting mm-hmm. and and this mm-hmm. and that and I whatever it was. I mean, th- those are some fun fights to watch. If, if like you go back in the day and you watch them, but this is a, but now we have a legitimate sport with the legitimate rankings and rules and everything else. Like let's say basketball. In in, in basketball, I know the Lakers sell tickets, mm-hmm. but you just can't all of a sudden put the Lakers in the finals because they sell tickets if they're a 500 team. I, I, I think you're right, Obvi- but there's, there's difference in regards to the ranking system being owned by the, the, who basically is set up and done by the UFC in general or, you know, media that kind of are working with them anyways. Um, it's all relative in it, in some regards. Um, and also the fact that um, to, to kind of contra like, the best of both worlds would be them, what they're doing. They're going to, instead of 53 uh, shows like they did last year, they're only going to do 31. They're going to cut some fighters. Um, they're going to 
like for fuck's sake, uh, two and a half million people watched uh, Hoist Gracie versus Shamrock and the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. So you just got to put it on free TV. Um, they own something like a content provider that is uh, UFC Fight Pass and they also have a deal with uh, Fox that they're going to renew. The rumor is that they're going to try and bump it up to 400 million a year. Um, you do that for the casual fan who just wants to watch it on TV who will watch a better product than fucking Kimbo versus Data 3000. <laughs> And Bellator. Um, yeah, 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 but, yeah, but but the thing is, people will watch it nonetheless. You you have some names. That there's there's use of different uh, veterans that will get people, and especially if it's on free TV, anyways. And you put the pay per views. You maybe have like five, maybe ten a year of uh, a stack. But, but, but there's a thing called jumping the shark. You know Jump. where where. Like I'm all for fun fights. Yep. You know, you want to have I even you want to have CM Punk versus Herschel Walker on a, on a card or you you want to have you know, you want to have Soldier Boy, Chris Brown. You know, I don't even care if you did put that in there. It'll get it's fine. But when you have the titles at stake, when you have the top 5, when you have to, and GSP might win. That's the even scariest part about this whole thing is that you know, Bisbing is not it's not like but there are four guys mm-hmm. in Jacare, Rockhold, Weidman, uh, Musasi and Romero, Romero, five guys that are busting their ass and they want to be the champion and yep. they've earned it, their shot. And now you're just like, okay, we're, we're throwing in this guy who hasn't fought in four years and it is GSP, but we're giving him a title shot at a higher weight class because it'll sell tickets. You know what? Biz being Romero will sell tickets. Yep. It, it won't sell the, the most, as many tickets as GSP will, but why not have GSP fight Woodley? I mean... That's his weight class. Yep. Give, if you want to give him a, a title shot, give him a title shot at his weight mm-hmm. as opposed to Bisbing. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's good for Bisbing because he's making money mm-hmm. and, you know, he's fought, he fought six guys that were roided out or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And, you know, but at the same time, it's sort of, it, it, it kind of sucks for, I think, for the Yoel Romeros who, who don't speak English and aren't stars and aren't marketable. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't help guys like Colby Covington either yep. because now you, you got these guys that are ranked 14, 15, but they're just, now they're not getting any closer to the title shot. And in some ways, it's like, hey, even if we, you get there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Honestly, the, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Obviously, new ownership potentially new direction, uh, interim belts for all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, with that being said, it's it, all I have to say to both uh, the, the main event, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, yeah. I think I, I'm, I love that Bisbing potentially, like I'm friends with both of them, like I'm buddies with both of them. So, um, you know, I don't really have a dog in a fight because I, I, it's impartial. I want them all to make as fucking much money as possible. Right. And uh, no one gets injured. Great fight, all that jazz. Um, I think someone like Bisbing, who just a year or so ago, I, I remember sitting down with him in LA where he was all, you know, just before he was running off to do Triple um, uh, uh, X in yeah. Toronto. Um, he uh, was almost being more reflective about a fight, about his fight career. He was almost like just saying, "Yeah, I'm going to hand in the gloves pretty soon." He wanted to basically have one, one more fight. Is it after he won too? No, this is before. This before is way before. Um, I think he, what's it called? The fight that that was supposed to happen with him in uh, Whitaker. Yeah, uh, and thing. I think he had a, a bum elbow or something like that at the time. Um, but either way. Uh, the point being, he was kind of reflective, and here, you know, the surreal moment of someone, an Ultimate Fighter winner, someone who had so many fights, and that, and that's kind of what he, he um, was expressing—the idea that he wanted to beat GSP's 
you know, most wins uh, and then retire. And then ironic, like ironically enough, he's going to end up fighting George yeah. um, not too much later. So I, I'm really pumped for his Cinderella moment that he's kind of having. And again, all the money that he's making. Yeah. Like, I don't know if many people know this, but he is the one of, maybe not anymore with Conor McGregor around, but he was at one point the highest disclosed paid fighter ever wow good for him yeah um and he's you know played the heel this whole time he, like uh, sometimes i when i tell people i'm buddies with him like is he is he an asshole I'm like no. no he's just he's just playing the parties that's his shtick i tell people he came to my comedy show yeah. at the end helped me put away chairs yeah like that's the kind of guy yeah. he's a real like blue collar yeah. like just a nice nice guy he's a fighter like, like he's a nice dude who found his niche market he was again uh it's a, it gets weird by saying he was he was you know Conor McGregor before he was Conor McGregor, but uh, but the, more in the idea again being the brash Brit, the uh, brash yeah. person from down out there, um, and then with George um, again uh, the most dominant uh, uh, what's it called welterweight of all time, uh, you know three years four years he's been retired my whole UFC career. <laughs> Like I remember watching when I was in the Ultimate Fighter house, we watched his last fight against uh, Johnny Hendricks in the house, and they made a whole thing about it. Like there was like popcorn, there was like yeah. all like booze and stuff, and we had a good time. And uh, you know, it was a close fight then, and we we're like, Whoa. I remember uh, looking at my buddy Luke, uh, we're just like, we'll take it, we'll <laughs> yeah. take it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I thought he lost that fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a close fight, but um, either way, you know, that fight you got. On, I feel like that fight took more out of Hendricks than it did, or the Robbie fights took a lot out of Hendricks. You know, mm. the Lawler fight. Yeah, both, definitely. Both of them. Now, who do you think wins? Uh, have you, by the way, have you training with GSP at all? Uh, well, he hasn't. He, like in the last uh, little bit that I've been at um, TriStar, he's actually taken more. Like before that, he was taking more of a um, coaching role, uh, and then obviously doing his own individual training and stuff like that. But he's honestly still a shit brick house. Um, always like he like even when I'm in shape, I just feel like you know lazy around him because he's he. Ooh, Ooh okay. Nice. All right, so Mano, I just dropped Corey. Uh, we're watching that right now. Corey, oh. oh, it's done. It's over. And he walked away. Manawa with the walkaway knockout in one round over Corey Anderson. This dude has serious power. Yep. He has serious power. Yeah. Wow. It was not a good day for Americans uh, in the main event. No. Um, yeah, and I feel like that might have been uh, by design. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> wow. So GSP, who do you think wins, him and Bisping? I See, here's the thing. I think both have e opportunity to win this thing. Obviously, uh, George coming off of such a long layoff, uh, that's a huge task for anyone. But I think if anyone can do it, it, it would be George. Uh, his focus, uh, he's been very public about it, like his OCD, and that's what kind of like he had to step away from mixed martial arts because like he never enjoyed the fruits of his labor. Like right. he... he when he he was so obsessed with um you know i just won my title and then the the top contender you know before they were just throwing out interim belts for yeah. all, um he he would know who he was fighting it's like well if he's just fought and i just fought then it means it's only three months but then but this with this like you he, he would never stop thinking day. it would just consume him that's how i am yeah i, I have ocd as yeah. well like i i went to go see a psychiatrist and they said from a one to ten, I'm about a four, mm. and they put me on uh, on medication for it. Like I still take it, but it, it's you really are a prisoner in your own head. It's one of the worst things. And as much as people want to tell you shut up, or you know, uh, you know, they would always tell you, oh, just think of a stop sign yeah. and stop, or don't worry about it. That's the worst because then you then like you're never in the moment. Yep, you're always somewhere else. 
And then you're beating yourself up afterwards yep. for not being in the moment. Yep. So it's it's double the whammy, yep. and it's something it's over something so stupid. It's it's never like it's never OCD. Uh, it, it's just everything becomes a snowball where it's like, oh shit, you know, um, like I'm on stage and I'm having uh, that joke didn't work, and that means I just that means I'm not funny, and then I'm not gonna be able to pay my rent, and I'm, I'm gonna get fired yep. from this comedy club, and then I'm gonna have to go home, and then my girl's gonna leave me, and then my, I'm gonna get evicted, and after I get evicted, I'm gonna be on the street, yep. and then I'm gonna be homeless, and then everyone I'm gonna, at high school is gonna tell me I'm a loser, and then uh, it, it just it just go, it just yeah. goes on, and all in like ten seconds yep. it happens, and then you, and then you okay, and then but it's just you do this all fucking day yep. long, and if you're not on medication or uh, even I, I try doing that other thing where you end up. T saying a thought and then putting it on loop yep. over your head it could just be so fucking hard I, I, I understand why GSP that, why that could be because everyone else telling you how great you're doing yep. but in your head you're just like yep. but uh, so with that like, again he's been very public about the idea that the the dis kind of like time off has allowed him to decompress and enjoy the fruits of his labor uh, he was a champion for seven years right um and then you throw in the fact that he did take a lot of damage like uh people criticized him at times for you know being quote unquote a decision machine or whatever right. like that but it takes two to dance and if you can't beat the champion the champion wins no um he, he, he but, the, about, yeah. but he's also taken a lot of shots so he needed that time i think if anyone can do it it's him um whether fans will be happy with the end result is a different thing i think he's very good at setting a game plan and being able to get you know the jab and the the double and the blast double and he's going to look for different positions and try and get a submission um but i think it's going to be it's going to be really on him to be able to be in the moment it's all about game day it doesn't matter how good you are in the gym uh it matters performing on the time i think uh with uh bisbing you can't replace the mat time that he's had. He's has this momentum. He, uh, he beat Anderson Silva. He knocked Luke, Luke Rockhold to death. Uh, what's it called? He just yeah. beat it. Well, he also got dropped a million times yeah. by Hendo, but still Hendo is Hendo. Um, and, and now uh, he's getting to fight as the bigger person. I, with George, his body, like he has bird bones, so I think he, like he could, like he was even hinting he could potentially go down to one fifty-five. Wow, um, it'd probably be a catch weight. There were, there was more or less they would, they would try a, um, uh, a test cut and see if they can go down for you know, uh, McGregor versus him, um, for the right price, right? Everyone's got a price. Right. Um, I think, um, with, um, with George. Uh, I think he has the opportunity to bulk up and be bigger. He will obviously be a shorter middleweight, but um, no one's more physically uh, dominant at using their hips in the way he does. He, but I, I said that's a Bisbing. He's a big guy. Uh, I mean, he's probably walks around up 205, 210. I walk around 217. Uh, I, I said that's a GSP, and I felt like I was bigger than GSP. It's misconceived. It's misleading. Um, I think, but I also think George has the frame that you can add muscle onto it. Um, he's already muscular, uh, and again, the powerful aspect is actually his hips and his, his legs. Uh, that ass don't lie. Right. <laughs> I've never seen a fighter at the first MMA awards. GSP walked in, and the whole. Uh, I forgot where it was, the MGM or whatever. It was training GSP. I never saw a more beloved fighter. People people love Connor, but it's more like he's a rock star. Yep. And they're, they're like singing songs, the Irish people, yep. and they're more drunk and partying. GSP, it's more like a genuine like love. Yep. Like, and they respect him. You never hear anything bad about yep. him. You know, he never gets DUIs, never, yep. you know, drugs, never. Yep. He's just a good role model. He's someone that if you're like, 
if I had a, a son one day, when I have a son, hopefully one day, uh, or a daughter, and I say, hey, if there's an athlete you want to emulate, it would be GSP. Yeah. He just seems like that's the guy. No, 100%. Um, and also thrown in the aspects, he was, uh, in many ways, uh, you were talking, you were relating him to, or comparing him to Connor, and the difference between them, George was the product of his time, in the, in the sense that when you have a niche sport a niche market like mixed martial arts who and when like you know senators like john mccain calling it human cockfighting yeah yeah. then who better to have its brand ambassador than a polite french canadian (laughs) but i feel like with connor people either love him or hate him or they they want to see him get knocked out you're watching regardless right whereas gsp people either love him or they're indifferent yeah. Like, there's no like no one wants to see GSP get yeah. knocked out. Maybe yeah. a couple people do, but jerks. And for the most part, you're not like cars. like with Connor. I can't wait to see him yeah. lying there. Whereas yeah. GSP, you'd almost like you'd feel bad yeah. if he was lying there. Yeah. Well, uh, the first time I ever met him, like he bought me cheesecake. We're like, because um, <laughs> yeah, we went on a date. No, I'm kidding. Um, the basically uh, one of my uh, original uh, coaches, uh, wrestling coaches, Nick Johnson. Uh, I used to train with him back in the day, and then we were eating lunch or or dinner or whatever it was. And then he was just like, "Oh, hey!" And he basically said hello, and he introduced himself or whatever. And uh, when we went to go pay for the bill, George already paid for it. Really? Yeah. Now there's a rumor going around he only likes like heavy black women. Uh, it, it, can you confirm that or deny that? I think uh, what's it called he doesn't. I think uh, I don't. I don't know if it's only uh, what's it called. I I, I just know uh, what do you call it. He's the kind of person that can get any woman he wants. So, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. That's because I, I I always ask Patrick Cote and there's an awkward silence when I when I when I ask Cote. <laughs> but by the way, so um, uh, other fights that that have been made uh recently um uh the fights coming up actually Cormier versus Anthony Johnson. Who do you like in this fight? Yeah, it's it's never really who I like. I I think. You know, I th- this one's interesting because we kind of talked about it before, but. Basically, I think Johnson can knock anyone out in any direction. He, yeah. Like even the most un- unathletic pose. He, yeah, I saw that. I saw the highlights of that. Yeah. Um, even in the most unathletic uh, pose, he will. Uh, and even the most. Un- oh, bam! Yeah. By the way, we're watching the highlights of Mark Diakis. Knocking out Tamu Pakalan. This guy, Mark Diakis, looks like he's Savage. A, a video game. Yep. I mean, he looks like what you play in Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. Yep. And he, those moves that I don't even know, I wouldn't even know where to start on learning those moves. It's very interesting. Yeah, he obviously has a background uh, in uh, breakdancing. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting to see fighters that have that. Uh, it, it translates in jujitsu too, I've been told, uh, to see. I even, like, one of my coaches, uh, Lachlan Chang, uh, he. Um, he has a background in just you know he, he had a hobby in and breakdancing, but the the, the ability to basically be uh, able to um, uh, not emphasize, but rather uh, take advantage of strong positions, just like in jujitsu, just like in wrestling. Yeah, um, it's all about strong um, shapes, and the, they all translate. Yeah, it seems like also like capoeira might be a yep. background yep. as well. Uh, now, so so like we were saying, where Cormier. Uh, can win this fight through wrestling and grinding him out, but Johnson has. I feel like Cormier has to do everything right to win, whereas Johnson can make mistakes, but he just needs that one, one. shot. Yep. I mean, Cormier has power too. Yep. We're talking about a guy that knocked out Bigfoot yep. back when he back in the day in Strike Force, but doesn't seem to have as much power as Anthony Johnson. Yep. I mean, that guy is just. It's like a. It's like a. I don't know what it is. It's insane. Is what no, it is. I think you labeled it 
completely right in the sense that Cormier has to do everything right. Um, whereas Anthony Johnson could get picked up and thrown around for a couple of rounds and then just, you know, stepping backwards, <laughs> throwing uppercut and just But he does get tired someone. though. I feel like Cormier's got a better guess. I tank. 100% agree. I think not only that, I think sometimes Anthony Johnson breaks in uh, the less dominant position i think if like you know you get him on his back and you're on top of him and you hit him a bit and you you, you kind of constantly threaten for a neck if he turns turns his back you know what i mean uh pushing him against the cage you've seen it with like even in middleweight when he did it with uh, uh vitor belford that choked him out or um who uh, anthony johnson uh got choked out eventually was it the third round yeah I think it was yeah the third round. same same thing I, I think that's kind of a, a situation that can happen again if he if he gives it up but not even gives up if he just kind of allows it to slip out of his hands. I think there are options for Cormier to basically um, submit him or just break him, uh, break his will. But I think Anthony Johnson has an opportunity to basically <laughs> knock him out and knock him dead all yeah. five rounds. Yeah. And by the way, uh, when I talked about GSP liking big black women, there's obviously nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh, who doesn't love big black women? Some of them, the most mm. fun time I've ever had with, uh, you know, thicker women. Mm. Uh, but some, a lot of times, you know, thick women, they, 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 they know... They know what they want and how to how to give it to you. Have, have you ever? Um, do you only go for models and tens no, or nines? No, I, or you? I can find something beautiful about any type of woman. Really? Mm. How nice. I was well. I don't necessarily have a type. Have women ever offered you money to sleep with them? I feel like uh, women, offered me money. Yeah, women like you'd be. Um, no, but uh, what's it called? Uh, there was like this weird like uh, I've been offered by dudes for, for their for their wives like that was like weird cuckling shit. That's like, so yeah. weird. Yeah, I like know. rich dudes and stuff like that. And I'm hearing I'm like, about that more, How much and more, money? more, no, and more. Like, no, no, out of zero. No. What? No, I'm kidding. Uh, crazy. Wait, happy, I don't know what's happy, wrong with these people. I, if you have a girlfriend and you have a wife and and you want to bang her, fine. I I don't understand this whole cuckolding. Well, I, I think it's it comes to the same idea where you know um, people don't understand the OCD aspect that you have. I think we're all more or less. Um, um, chemical bags and in uh, the way different chemicals work. I don't think um, cuckolding's a chemical imbalance. Yeah, sure. not necessarily a chemical imbalance. It, it could be the sense of if you're looking at the uh, psychological aspect, these could be very, uh, again, because they have the money, these could be very rich individuals who want to be, uh, they're normally in the dominant position. They want to be subservient to whatever situation. And especially if you're talking about an older man who isn't physically strong, you have uh, a fucking uh, stallion. Just think of like fucking Anthony, just paying Anthony Johnson a hundred thousand just to go to town in your wife and just not to (laughs) (laughs) or you for that matter (laughs) please don't either me don't have sex with me or my girlfriend that's insane i i but to me it's like but everyone's kinks different like okay i think it's all when you get married for the wrong reason that's that's the stem you get these women who want money so they marry guys they're not really into or turned on by but they're turned Uh, on by money i i think sorry sorry, keep going Guys who are into the girls who are beautiful, but it's just not really a match. But so now, all of a sudden, now we have a problem because she doesn't want to fuck. Uh, he doesn't really do it for her, mm. and now it's like okay, she divorces me mm. and takes half my money. Yep. So now I lose half everything, or I just get a guy to just nail her and she's happy. Yeah, no. Um, I one a couple of my friends are in the uh, in the uh, lifestyle of. Uh, know open marriages and stuff like that sometimes it's the husband that's more interested in watching his wife get plowed 
That's what I was implying. Um, it, it's the idea that, again, you have this powerful, then let's say this, uh, not even if we're talking about the age thing or uh, what's called physicality, we're talking about, we're talking, like, let's say a high powered lawyer, high powered attorney, whatever, like that. Normally, in such a dominant individual um, wants to kind of feel helpless and feel on the weaker point for whatever reason. Um, you never know what really, especially like with sexuality, it's a different thing because there's different imprints around your, your actual childhood that kind of make you um the the individual that you are yeah i don't know man i mean i i, I get it I, I i went to a swinger party once it was one of the strangest things These, like phil baroni phil baroni <laughs> phil baroni uh, phil barone he used to be in the the group uh he was in skid row the drummer yep, he, was, yep, he yep. was in skid row after sebastian bach left so that's yep. so not really well, anyway yep. so he he was he was some part of this like thing called lifestyle lounge it was like yep. this website for swingers yep. and he was like on it and then it the, all i did a show at the improv and then i get surrounded by like 50 cougars uh, yes. who are kind of hot actually and they're like hey you know you're so funny we're part of the lifestyle lifestyle they said best of the lifestyle 20 you want to come to this party so my friend was going through a divorce and i'm like yo it was like they have a super bowl party i'm like all right let's go to this party it's in pasadena right so we, we, we go down there and my friend's like an emotional wreck he's mm. a comic and his wife just left him so I'm like this will be funny at least so it's everyone, everything seems kind of normal at first right but then there's like this like it's a huge house there's like little kid rooms and you walk into the room people are just banging in, in rooms like on like on like a the kid swing set or whatever so this <laughs> one guy was like hey I want to his wife I want you you know you give Adam a blowjob in front and I'm like no no I, I couldn't have him there while I'm, it just see was, I told you that again it's, it's, not, it's well, not good for me right so now the foot the, the Football games on Super Bowl. It's like the last thing. It's like it's like one of the best games. I think Reggie Bush was in it. It's yeah, one yeah. of those games back in the day. It was like it was the New Orleans Saints were in the. Okay. And it's the fourth quarter, and everyone's watching it, and it's on a bar outside, and this girl is lying down like a turkey, like an upside down turkey, <laughs> right, on the bar, while a guy is putting his fist in her, right, like she's getting fisted. While the game's on top, so I, I don't even know where to look. I'm like, I'm looking at the game. Clearly, look at her butthole. I'm looking down. I'm looking. It's one of those things. So this girl next to me, who looks like a school teacher, goes, "Ah, oh, that's so terrible." And I'm like, "Yeah." And he, she goes, "He's doing it wrong." <laughs> like, like that was what she, I was like, "Dude, I'm in some weird." And that was the last swinger party I went to. Yeah. After that, I was I was done. Yeah, cool. I just couldn't deal with that. You ever do a swinger party? No, nah, not really. Uh, what's it called? I've uh, never actually gone. There's a couple in in, in Toronto. Whatever like that. That again, a bunch of uh, friends and stuff like that um, have gone and I've heard some crazy stories, but no, it never kind of happened. No, no. Last time I saw you, you had a uh, a trainer that was like my son, like five two, eighty four pounds. He was half Asian, but he knew everything about MMA. I mean, this guy was like an idiot savant, and he this guy knew he was like your master splinter. Where he, I don't know if he could do it himself, but he he could see things. He's still with you, that guy. Yeah, yeah no, uh, he's a really good friend. I, I mentioned him earlier, Lachlan Chang. Right. Um. So with him, no, he uh, he's uh, definitely still part of my. Uh, career um and he's also moved into different uh, aspects in regards to uh yeah in the pharmaceutical industry and whatnot and he's doing uh, different things in genetics and stuff like that so it's really cool uh he's he's like you said he's the smartest guy in any room uh, yeah, and, yeah and mixed martial arts is actually more or less his hobby rather than his career so he was my coach kind of obviously he was all in but you know how there's usually 24 hours in the day there's like 36 in his yeah he knew he knew exactly like he would tell you footwork I mean, he knew 
every fighter, he would tell you exactly. By the way, and I got to give a shout out to Robin Black because I know he's kind of going yep. through a hard time uh, with uh, jobs and stuff. I actually, there was a fighter who told me, top five fighter, I'm not going to say his name, that he hated Robin Black's breakdowns because he was so good at them uh-huh. that it would tell his opponent what he was going to do. Uh, and he was, and he would, he was to a T. He's like, he was actually upset that Robin Black had him you. figured out so yeah. much. So, you know, much respect to Robin yeah. Black because, he, uh, yeah. you know, somebody told me that and he, he didn't even know that. But uh, he seems like there's a guy very passionate, you know, uh, t- t- the sport takes all kinds, but he seems like he knows what he's talking about. Yep. And uh, I, he actually, Robin was my uh, first manager. Um, he's, a, he's a really good friend. He's a dear person in my life. I'm actually missing, like they're, they're doing a little uh, taco and tequila night for him uh, back home. I'm going to miss it, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I'm going to try and grab him. Uh, we actually grabbed... Uh, you know, tequila and taco. That seems to be a theme in his, <laughs> his life. But uh, what's it called? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, we got some drinks and stuff like that and caught up. Um, he's someone that believed in me right from the beginning. And I am someone that always believed in him. And no matter what, um, I yeah. know he'll find his feet. And I know he'll go in the direction that I think it was inevitable. I, I think in many ways, he was able to kind of outgrow what he was doing Anyways, I, I, I think it's just the case where he didn't leave before they left him. Yeah. So um, obviously no one wants to be the, you know, there's a hammer and nail in every situation. Um, unfortunately, obviously leaving uh, uh, the, the, the network that he was with, um, it kind of, you know, it said I'm like, well, something I was planning to do in a year, well, it's happening today. But he's he's starting his own podcast. I think it's fighting is about fighting. Yeah. Um, I even messaged him uh, recently about like a couple of ideas I had or whatever like that, and we're gonna spitball. And like I said, tequila soon. Yeah, no, um, he'll be fine. There, there he'll be fine. There aren't many guys that can do what he does. No, um, so. and he's again, what he's very he's reinvented him himself many of times. He used to be in a rock band. He used to be the lead singer. He's uh, then he switched and tried to become a professional fighter uh, and. And he has ten or just he has nine uh, professional fights under his belt. Um, and has he won any of them? Or he, he's won uh, four nice. uh, and then lost five. Okay, I think he wanted to go five hundred. But again, this is someone who didn't make his pro fight until he was thirty six. He probably did a ton of drugs and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has some of the funniest stories when like him in Venice, like you know, what I mean, like on a bender, uh, having lunch like at a, a Versace event, and he's just like. Wow, life ain't too bad, right? Yeah, like, right. like he's he's reinvented himself so many times, and obviously he's not reinventing himself in regards of his passion, but he's reinventing himself in his way to get it out to the masses. He's he's starting his own uh, podcast, not podcast, or podcast YouTube channel, whatever the yeah, technical. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, um, again, uh, what has been the biggest. Um, uh, opportunity for him has been uh, the uh, the breakdowns that he's been able yeah, to put he, on online, and those are what got him out. So he's starting his own thing now. Uh, McGregor uh, versus Mayweather, like I think, yeah, you know, at first I was like, what is McGregor doing? Now I think it's uh, it's a win win for him because if he loses, sure. he loses to this. He's going to get fifteen million dollars or whatever, probably more than that. He's not going to get that to fight Khabib yeah. or, or any one of these Ferguson, which would be a much tougher fight. So it's a quick payday. And but do you think he has any shot of winning? Uh, I think he has a shot in the sense that Floyd has had some trouble with southpaws before, um, but in the same time. 
he's obviously going to a different sport. Uh, I think Mayweather, everyone knows this, he is the best defensive boxer of all time. Um, I think someone, I can't remember who said it, but basically, uh, if they don't touch gloves, they might not. Uh, that was Mayweather, me. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's it. <laughs> that was the only contact yeah. he's going to make yeah. in the fight is when they touch gloves. Yeah. I just can't. I mean, but who knows? I mean, what do I know? I, I, I remember that. I knew you did that. I, th- <laughs> I thought that Brock Lesnar was going to get killed by Mark Hunt in the yep. rematch, and then he didn't. So, yep. but you know, I'm not comparing. But I'm just saying there are times that I've been wrong. A lot of times that I'm wrong about yep. things. I want. I thought Alan was going to be Gunner, but it's well, you know, when you're friends with people, the emotional connection, you, obviously, you can't. But, you know. Um, you don't want to root against them and and whatnot, but um, I think uh, I think with um, with Floyd, like you said, it's a win win situation. He what? He's not gonna get knocked out. Like like I don't think so. The only what do you mean for Floyd's not gonna get knocked out? Uh, or, or Connor the, Connor's not gonna get. I mean, he can get stopped. Don't you think if he gets hit with thirty punches in a row? I don't think he gets knocked out. I, I don't. Uh, Mayweather has had so many surgeries with his hands. He's the best defensive boxer. I, I, I think he's a range. Uh, he's fighting a rangy southpaw, which um, he doesn't like. Again, he has trouble. He still beat them. Um, he's uh, he's undefeated for a reason. He's forty nine and zero. I, I think at this point, McGregor doesn't need. Like I think it's more Mayweather needs McGregor to stay relevant than anything else in some regards. Um, Do you think it, he? You think uh, it's gonna happen? I think it all signs pointing to yes. Um, I think it is, and I may or may not have the same management as Conor McGregor. Really? I don't know anything. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? I don't know anything. Wow. I don't know. I just, I don't know. All right. I have no idea. Oh, you're so full of <laughs> shit, man. That's awesome. It's going to happen. So you're, I have no idea. You're, come on. You're a terrible liar. Don't ever get arrested. You're going to start cracking up on the fucking witness stand. Uh, I'm not laughing. Yeah, yeah, right. Give me a break. Damn. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Sarah Kaufman last night who beat, uh, she, she won her fight against uh, Jesse Jess. Yep. Uh, I like Jess. Jess Jess has probably the nicest butt in MMA, by the way. If you want to check out an ass, uh, check out Jess Jess. Pretty girl, too. Okay. I, 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 those Australian girls, they just, mm. they have like, I mean, she doesn't have a tattoo on her on her eye of a teardrop or something. I don't know what it is. It was a little uh, scary, but, uh, <laughs> but there's something about Australian chicks that are tatted up that just, it's hot. I don't know what go. it is. I, I'll take an Australian accent on a girl over a Boston accent any day of the yes. week. Yes. Uh, one would figure. Nothing is worse than a Minnesota accent, Boston. <laughs> New York, I don't mind. Brooklyn, fine. But Maine is terrible. But Australia and Boston. England are, Boston the, are the best. The boner would just be ruined. Canada's not bad. Not well, great. but Not, not great. Bad. It's not anything. It's just plain yeah. uh, in many ways. Like, uh, fun fact, uh, most, uh, like in like journalism school and like uh, broadcasting school, it's told to basically talk, like the, the projected uh, um, accent you want is someone from uh, Ottawa, Northern Ottawa. Oh, really? Yeah, just a plain spoken individual like that. Oh. That's who they try to emulate. Hmm. And that's why there's a bunch of uh, like people on like CNN and like... For guy who doesn't broadcasts. read, you know a lot of facts, by the way. Huh? For a guy who never reads, you know a lot of facts. I read. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, well, that's uh, also, again, you're the product of the people that you surround yourself with. And we talked about Lachlan and the ability to kind of... Um, you know, be the smartest person in any room. He, yeah. um, he, in many ways, rubbed off on me in the sense that um, just the, the hunger for growing and learning. I, I'm not really a one-track mind individual. Um, for instance, like I, I begin a little bit of slack on the idea that like all the outside projects I've been working on. Um, but there's 24 hours in the day, and I, I I'm a professional fighter for the the two sessions a, a day that I do, and then there's so much time in between. Um, and we talked about it. Like I don't have, um, I don't have kids 
so I have the the opportunity to uh, in many ways be very selfish in my life and the time that I do have I spend it with my girlfriend and we make up for it but uh, again I, I think um, you're doing yourself a disservice uh, and it was Lachlan who, who said it and I agree with it and the idea that if you don't leave your leave with like three million dollars uh, from fighting you did it wrong um, and I'm trying to do that in the best possible way and whether it's actually doing it from making uh, from fighting or uh, making it outside in regards to the different projects that I myself for instance am working on that's awesome now the amazing race Canada yep you lost yes I did. How did how did you lose that well, I have dyslexia, so I actually did it with my girlfriend. Um, so we did it. We did uh, the show together. We weren't even really together. Um, we just like we're kind of seeing each other, and then um, she kind of like I, I did. I'm the first person in uh, uh, Amazing Race to get picked with two different partners, and then yeah. they just kind of like figured it out. So I was doing it with my training partner, and they're like, we loved it. And then uh, my now girlfriend, she's just like, like kind of half joking and like ha I want you to do it with me of course let's do one right exactly of course Um, so uh, she we did one and it's hilarious as fuck and uh, they picked us and she's like well shit I don't actually want to do this I just wanted you to want me to do it (laughs) so uh, luckily I'm the one that lost so it didn't uh, embarrass her I have no real ego in in the sense but I I have dyslexia so um, I ironically enough uh, I uh was doing a broadcast uh, and I now work for TSN, which is essentially the ESPN of Canada. Right. And we were doing a broadcast and you have to basically just read down the thing. And how is that a race? If you're doing a broadcast? No, it's one of, no, it's, not, it's part of the race. You have to race between everything, right? Yeah. Like, so like there's different challenges in between. So right. one of them was a broadcasting thing. Um, and it's like, again, there was like a, a clue. It's like, who feels sporty? Mm-hmm. And then we obviously, I'm the sporty one. And then we took Q into TSN and we're supposed to do this thing. But with the broadcast, you're supposed to read it, and I've done it many times before. But the thing is, um, and you would know this, if you ever make a mistake, you just keep going through. Yeah. You're a live event. You yeah. just keep going. Um, my, with my dyslexia, there's like 73 different types of dyslexia. Uh, mine specifically, I literally, I can't sometimes, sp- I, I speak louder than I, or I think louder than I can speak. Um, and then also, um, I kind of flip words to make more sense in my head. Um, so simple things like, Instead of saying gorgeous goal, I said glorious goal, right? Um, or like there was another couple of things here and there that I kind of messed up when, and they don't tell you what you do wrong. So uh. I do the whole thing. And again, I'm, I'm being the broadcaster. Other people right. are straight up just reading it, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And I'm like, hi, I'm Elias Theodore. I'm putting right. my, my, like I'm actually doing my job. And then the same thing would happen with the actual guy that used to be in TSN as well, he, he was on the CFL uh, and he was also a broadcaster there. He and I were both last because, again, if you had any training in it, it was actually your, to your detriment because right. of all the law, of all the um, the, the, the just the, the the tricks and the rules that you kind of do to just just fake it till you make it and just right. kind of go through. Um, and then again, to my to my credit and uh, basically the situation, I got to lose without getting punched in the head. Did you, uh-huh. did you really care that you lost or not? Well, it was, it was devastating at, at the time because of all the cool places we wanted to go. We were the first out. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the kind of silver lining is um, I was responsible for the greatest uh, Canadian um, uh, broadcast ratings in Canadian history. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and I was I, uh, direct uh, marketing. I, I figured it out. I was actually responsible for a twenty percent boost uh, that actually completely left when I left. <laughs> so, like the producers, because there's like the, I don't know if how familiar you are with uh, Amazing Race. Uh, there's different things where it's like not everyone's elimination. So, like usually by the third or fourth race, and they have discretion where to put it. Um, and and I don't know if they do it like oh we really like this team whatever, but they couldn't yeah. do it the first episode. Right. Just kidding. No one goes home today don't fuck this up again, right? right? They couldn't do it because it's supposed to th- it's supposed to be a contest. Um, but uh, they've already hinted they want us both back and especially, they, they even they even kind of joked around, if you guys break up, we want you even more so <laughs> 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 to hilarious. come back. So uh, They're yeah. evil. Uh, again, it was, it was, um, it was a, a cool experience. Like there's a whole like different uh, beforehand that kind of uh, getting ready uh, that you kind of process that you do and that's where me and my girlfriend, my girlfriend and I rather, got to spend essentially a week together and bang like bunnies and uh what do you call it just get to know each other and then after losing in such a devastating way uh she again it kind of worked out because i lost rather because she did her all right if she would have lost yeah yeah, she would have lost she would probably been a lot more you know nervous about it especially because the idea that i'm in the public lie in some regard but the fact that she gets to laugh at this big idiot uh, (laughs) and then kind of hold it on me like anytime i do something she'll just be like yeah well at least i didn't lose the race (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) so uh so who are we calling out now so we call we called out rashad evans uh, who else? Well, five guys. Elias me, wants to fight. Yeah. Well, see, it's just confusing on who. Like, I, like I said, Christoph Jocko would be an interesting fight. Um, uh, Talos Latis would be an interesting fight. Like, uh, there's like a bunch of guys, but it's just this weird thing of who's fighting. I. I'm, what about the winner of Masvidal? Who's Masvidal fighting? Masvidal Maya. The, the welterweight, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I need. Uh, I like both my legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're one eighty five, aren't they? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, Maya went down from one eighty five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so one eighty five. So we gotta, we gotta think. Who's at one eighty five? Fuck. Well, the, again, if instead of fighting CM Punk, uh, Vitor Belfort, <laughs> but not in Brazil, because uh, oh, he didn't, look, he, he didn't look too good in Brazil. No, no. But well, I, I don't even know. Like again, I don't know where anyone. But the like, winner of Kelvin Silva. I don't think he he wants to fight me at that point. He's gone too far ahead. Uh, of course, right. I would love to. I would have loved to fight Silva. Um, even if uh, Silva loses, I would love to fight Silva. You know what I mean? Like again, it's it's one of those things where yeah. I would love to fight Rashad Evans, not because of necessarily the place that he's in, but rather the fact that it'd be an honor to to fight a former tough champion, a former champion, and someone that I idolize getting into this sport. What about Derek Brunson? Derek Brunson would be a great fight too. Like uh, again, I, I don't know. Um, he's also on a three-fight losing streak, I think. Mm. So it's that weird thing. Like he's still, I think, ranked higher than me. But it's just two fights. I think Whitaker and Anderson, right? You uh, might be right. Yeah. 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 So it's just confusing about where the the middleweights are, um, and especially you know they want to throw an intern belt on this whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so what do we have coming up? Um. I'm more running around. Um, I, I I did this project, uh, or I did uh, this broadcast that I was doing, and then uh, I got um, a couple of, uh, well, I basically been offered a, a couple of leads on uh, different movies. Nice. Um, and yeah, and an action movie, I can't talk about it too much. Uh, and then another one, which I can talk about, which is called uh, Street, Rider, uh, Street Fighters. Uh, if all goes well, we're going to partner up with Capcom. So the idea is I'm a mixed martial artist, huge stretch, um, and I, I get injured. Think, uh, think kind of like Anderson Silva, broken leg kind of thing. And uh, there's a real question on what, whether, whether I'll be able to be a fighter again. And I'm trying to basically find myself uh, in, in a new direction in my life. And I, I turn to competitive video gaming. So I live vicariously through uh, Ryu. 
Okay. Yeah. That's so, great. Yeah. Uh, and then it'd be a, it's an amazing thing. I'm actually a producer on it. Um, I own a certain percentage of the actual project. Um, it's a great way to work with different brands that I'm going to be having a, a part of it. Uh, and then like, you know, conversation with Microsoft and uh, Sony right now, we're talking to um, Capcom. Uh, there's a potential to like uh, I'm my, the person is obviously built around me, uh, the character. Um, he lives off of, as my girlfriend would say, energy drinks and compliments. Uh, so there, there's a, uh, there's uh, uh, basically a whole theme of energy drinks has essentially leveled me up, uh, obviously, with the, the, the direction of that. Um, and then there's um, a potential uh, a book, a graphic novel that's called like uh, Confessions of a, a Cape Crusader, I believe. Um, they want me to essentially be the Batman for it and uh, to put in perspective. Uh, but he's not he's the guy that is the inspiration for Batman and he, he has this big chip on his shoulder because he made him very PG-13 but he's not um, so think Archer you ever watched uh, Cartoon yeah, yeah. Yeah. think Archer but Batman okay so uh, and the other one I'm really excited for but I can't talk about uh, and then I have also have a TV show that um, I'm also the producer of and um, uh, what's it called we already have uh, it looks like potentially two networks uh, and it, it's really cool with uh, understanding how like uh, producing works and the back end stuff like you know the difference between uh, selling it to a big uh, network uh, which they'll have more control over it um, rather than selling it to a small market um, who only does in their individual area and then you get that property and and you get to flip it to different networks. And is that in say, Canada or the U.S.? Um, it, like uh, what's it called? We've already taken it. We've got offers outside of Canada and the U.S., but um, we have potential for. It looks like a, a network in, in Canada is very interested. And then uh, I talked to a bunch of networks in when I was in L.A. last when we were talking earlier. Um, and there might be this is where the opportunity and this is where the cool thing that uh, I'm learning is uh, there's something called windowing. So essentially, if I was to let's say do it in a Canadian network. And uh, that Canadian network only is in Canada. So the the, the projected um, project that I'm working on is about four million dollars uh, for a season, uh, give or take a million, depending on how you know how much uh, uh, funding you can get uh, throughout. But um, you know, you get a network. You you find some uh, type of um, you know network will give you forty to fifty percent of it. You get another twenty to thirty from uh, different ads that will either buy it on like you know product placement or whatever. Then you get uh, tax credits from the uh, let's say Canada, and then you get a an angel investor to put the top 15 percent, and then you have your project. Once you um, then have it, you do something called windowing, where that comp that the network only needs it in Canada per se. Uh, then I can take it after three months and sell it for a fraction of the price, and I own 25% of this intellectual property so uh, it's just a multitude you tell it 10 times and boom that's what it kind of yeah Byron Allen is really good at that all right, great. So you're, you're, you're busy. You're busy. Busy, but busy is good. Uh, of course, of course. I uh, want to thank our sponsors again. Listen, uh, time to talk about the boatload of money you could be making this week at mybookie.ag. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. Lay them some money. March Madness is here. Let's make some money on college hoops. Join me and thousands of online players. Start betting at mybookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? That was the worst. I know that it happened to me. Come to mybookie today. I'd only recommend a service that I actually use and it's been good to me and my listeners. So, that's right. Uh, go to my bookie and they'll match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use the promo code MMA50 to activate offer. Go to my bookie today or call them at 1-844-900-BETS. Also, I want to uh, thank our other sponsor and I want to tell you guys uh, how good 
Blue Apron is. Blue Apron's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Trust me, cooking together builds strong family bonds. Me and my girl do it all the time. It's nothing better than cooking with your girl. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more than everyone else. So those who spend a lot of money at restaurants or high-end grocery stores, which I used to do that, can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. Their featured upcoming meals are salmon piccata with orzo and broccoli, pork chops and miso butter with, boy, uh, with bok choy and marinated apple, vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes and crispy tortilla strips, as well as spicy coconut shrimp with curry with cabbage and rice. So check them out. This week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes, and you'll be able to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash MMA roast. Uh, I want to thank Elias for coming uh, to over here to this. I, I was staying at this hotel, but I guess there was a shooting or something. So they relocated me to some uh a kind of an Airbnb, uh, but Elias came, didn't judge, uh, so that that was that was pretty cool. And uh, I am at the Comedy Cave tonight and tomorrow in Calgary, Monday and Tuesday at the Dime Bar in LA, um, and then I will be in San Diego at the Comedy Palace this Friday and Saturday. Uh, then I'm going to be in uh, at the Hollywood Improv uh, the 29th of March, and then uh, Myrtle Beach uh, the first week of April at the Carolina Comedy Club, and then I will be in Kansas City in Stanford and Sons April 12th to the 18th, as well as uh, Looney Bin in Oklahoma April 27th to the 29th. So thank you guys very much. That's three podcasts this week. No more complaining to me, guys, about you know, I don't get the podcast. Thank you, Elias. Can't wait to watch you fight again. And have a good rest of the week, and bye.